Do you know what time it is? It's time for the Workforce Show, where you will learn the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM. Welcome to Cracking the AI Code Show, where we deconstruct world-class AI experts and learn how to get into data science and machine learning to address the future of the workforce. Not a day passes without hearing about another artificial intelligence application. Google, Amazon, Alibaba, and other companies are world leaders in introducing new AI technologies. Today's show will separate the hype and hysteria of AI from reality to better prepare ourselves for the jobs of tomorrow. I have with me Nisha Iyer, Director of Data Science at Data Society. Welcome to the show, Nisha. Thank you. So I wanted to start off with what I call your origin story, um, like where you did your schooling and how did you meander towards a career in data science and into the world of AI? Sure. So I have quite an interesting origin story, actually. I'm sure a lot of people think that about their own stories. But I started off school at Indiana University right after high school, and I actually ended up coming back home and working in the restaurant industry for uh, nine years. And that was, I thought I wanted to stay in that industry, stay in hospitality. And I ended up going back to school. I realized that I didn't want to stay in the hospitality industry. The hours were crazy. And, you know, I wanted to try to go back to school and finish my degree. So I went, I finished my undergrad in communications because that's kind of where I found my passion at the hospitality industry, talking to people, getting to know people. And I, when I was doing my undergrad, I had uh, one quantitative course in communications. And I just realized I shouldn't, I should be in something more mathematical and technical. Uh, wow. My love for that course. I was like, why am I here? I wish I was doing more with numbers and computers. So, so what led you? Was it some just a course you attended? What led you towards that interest so diverse from what you were doing? It was – the course was statistics. I mean, it's all based mm-hmm. in statistics. So I was – I started wondering, like, what could I do in – uh, on the mathematical side, like statistically, uh, in a career-wise. Uh, so I think that's what started making me think about other opportunities. And it was my undergrad, and I was doing really well, but I and I wanted to pursue a master's degree. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't sure in what. So I was, I was leaning towards communications because I really liked the undergrad degree and the, uh, the coursework, but then when I realized how much I liked my love for statistics and realizing that everyone else didn't have that love in my same cohort, I thought maybe I should go to towards something more technical. So that's when I, that was 2014, 2012. And I think around that time was when data science, big data, everything, all of that stuff was blowing up, like yeah. those buzzwords. And my dad is a, a adjunct professor at 
George Washington. And so he had heard of this new program that was in data science. And he told me, like, this is, like, the new thing. Like, everyone's getting into it. And I looked – I went to an open house, and it was uh, – it aligned with what I wanted to do. It was statistical and uh, using new types of methods and, uh, you know, getting into the field of machine learning, artificial intelligence. I heard all these things. I wasn't exactly sure what that would mean, but it sounded really interesting. So I – and I ended up doing um, – starting that program, the master's in data science. And that was in 2014. And I was working at Booz Allen at the time. Mm -hmm. So I was working in communications in at Booz Allen. And it was a huge leap because, you know, Absolutely. I had a qualitative background. I had a, I hadn't taken a math class since early college years. Um, then that was just like calculus or something. But I, I mean, I was good at math. And um, I started this master's program and everyone besides a couple other people had either a math or computer science background. Mm -hmm. So it was extremely intimidating. Um, and it wasn't easy. It was, I mean, it was a big jump. And, you know, like the first courses I took were uh, stochastic methods and uh, Python. And I hadn't programmed since high school. And um, But I, I loved it. I loved the challenge. And I loved what, uh, you know, I loved the way that I had to think to, to do these things and the technical aspect and I just worked really hard and and I was working full-time at Booz Allen while I was doing my master's part-time and I uh, ended up switching from a communications role to a data science role at Booz Allen yeah and so that kind of started amazing. my journey yeah yeah that is an amazing story because a lot of people, when they think about, oh, I have an odd degree or degree in communications, they are so intimidated even to take that first step. So kudos to you for <laughs> making that leap. Thanks. Um, and rediscovering your passion, because one thing we have to remember is you need to have that interest. Exactly. Right? To exactly. carry it forward. Otherwise, it's going to be such a grinding master's course, it's not easy if you don't have a passion for it. Exactly. And I found my passion in during my master's. And it wasn't just, you know, I didn't just build my career from then on by doing my master's and doing what I had to do to get the grades and move forward. It's because I was so passionate about the subject. I Every class I took, I just dove deeper into understanding like, oh, what are these methods? Like, how could I use them? How can I think outside of the box? And uh, that's also like, you know, that leads me to why I love data science so much is because it's not just you have to compute this or write this program or, uh, you know, very technical. It's also thinking through problems and thinking through subject matter uh, and approaching the business side of it, too. So that's, that's kind awesome. of where I got to where I am. I mean, then I then there was some career moves and stuff, but um, that is how I got into data science. I love it. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about what Cindy just mentioned before the show. Um, too many people are confused about the terms artificial intelligence, data science, machine learning. So talk to me a little bit about what is the difference. I know they seem to be interchangeably used um, so that our audience knows a little bit more about these terms that yeah. they keep hearing. Sure. So, I mean, I think people probably have different opinions on these because they're so new that it's mm -hmm. not well-defined. Mm -hmm. But to me and uh, to a lot of people I speak to, I think that uh, data science, machine learning, artificial intelligence are all under the same umbrella. Mm -hmm. uh, there might be different things that they're specifically pointed to. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, overall, I think data science is just uh, working with data and build, being able to build models to understand your problem and to build solutions to the problem, all driven by the data that you're working with. And when you talk about machine learning, sometimes I think about a little bit more complex models. So if we use like linear regression, that might not be under the machine learning umbrella. Uh, when you move to like ensemble methods and more uh, complex machine learning methods, that's uh, those are more specialized models, predictive models. And then artificial intelligence, I think, is also, you know, it, it's under data science. It, they kind of work together, but I would think more deep learning methods. So neural networks and uh, and more complex neural networks like image recognition, uh, voice recognition, text, text mining, uh, specializing using neural networks. So. Right. No, that's that's great that you put it like that. And I think most people, whether they know it or not, um, when they're using their Alexa at home or Siri, that's actually one of the applications of artificial intelligence. Exactly. And all your data is being stored. Yeah, exactly. So that's a great point. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about um, this fear that people have that AI is going to take away the jobs. And I, every data scientist I've spoken to, and I have personally some opinions about it. So I want to know your uh, take on it. Yeah, I think that... Yes, AI is very powerful and strong, but at the end of the day, it's a computer using data and there is no human decision involved. So I think that, yes, there are a lot of things that can be uh, made faster using AI and sometimes maybe more informed decisions can be made using AI. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's going to totally take away jobs because there always needs to be, just like in you know, in my day-to-day -day jobs, like, yes, I can use models to predict, but there always has to be that human influence. Like, what do we, what can objectively, can we not understand about the subject? Mm -hmm. uh, what do we, there has to be a subjective opinion as well. Like, mm -hmm. there has to be some subjectivity. If you're only going by the objective numbers and the output of models and uh, trusting it full, blindly, then I think that that could be risky. And I think that people in the field understand that. And that's why there has, I don't think that there's, I don't have the fear that artificial intelligence is going to make my job extinct. And I think that it's something that maybe there won't be as a need for as many people as there, you know, currently is at a certain job. But um, I think that there will always be a human component needed for the opinion, for the subjectivity. And what are some of the larger organizations doing to implement or bring their workforce up to speed about, um, you know, whether they want to learn machine learning or data science, especially since the company you work for provides those education courses. So talk to me a little bit about how organizations are dealing with the future jobs that need these skill sets like data science and machine learning. Yeah, I think that that is a great question, and that's something that I – you know, working at Data Society, education uh, ed tech company that specializes in training, uh, it's it's been really interesting seeing these some of these larger organizations. We uh, currently work with some of them, and the, there's a huge push to get people involved in get people to understand and use data science. And sometimes these pushes come just because you know the top people in the organization hear about data science and the buzzwords. But in reality, it is a very important thing to have people uh, grab onto and start using because it can make their jobs so much faster. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that 
what I've seen companies do is that they want to get people trained in these subjects fast, and mm-hmm. they can either go uh, they can either go for you know trying to get people to take online courses mm-hmm. and uh, quickly uh, try to understand uh, programming languages and just all over the place, mm-hmm. and then that becomes confusing and intimidating. Mm-hmm. And what we do at Data Society is that we actually customize trainings to the company, so we'll. we'll uh, build trainings using company the company's data mm-hmm. so that people in the company can understand how it's actually how these data science methods are affecting like their business cases right. and I think that uh, we have been you know asked to come along to uh, multiple companies and either do boot camps which could last like eight weeks with mm-hmm. two classes a week or and then at the end of the whole thing that the students build a capstone mm-hmm. so they're able to see what they've learned in action mm-hmm. and uh, or we do, you know, a couple days boot camp just to help people get an introduction to R, which is a popular mm-hmm. programming language, uh, or Python. Mm-hmm. Both of them are used for data science. And uh, just really help people understand the conceptual aspects. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's for, you know, sometimes we have courses for business leaders where it's mm-hmm. more about conceptually understanding what kind of methods can be put into place mm-hmm. and then leaving the rest of it for the technical team. Or uh, just, you know, just get people, there's just different levels of immersion. But I think that a lot of companies are interested in getting people out of just using Excel um, and getting into these more faster, scalable type uh, methods. Yeah, that's good to know that large organizations are investing resources in such boot camps and training programs. So... I think for those of uh, the folks listening in, if they're thinking of getting into data science, they might want to check with their organizations as well um, to see if they can sponsor such a boot camp because I think the future jobs are being thought about today and it's so important that you educate yourself with some skill sets. Yeah, definitely. And actually, the way that our company was founded was that uh, my manager and also the co-founder, he was in Wall Street for many years. And he realized after, I think, 10 years in Wall Street using Excel and building these complex models that took hours and hours that he discovered R. And he realized what he did in Excel over like five, six hours, he could do in 30 minutes in R. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, oh, my God, I need to help the world understand that there's something that you can be done so much faster than what I've been doing and like banging my head against the wall for so many years. So that's where the kind of the idea came for the training. And uh, and it was also at the, you know, the company started, was founded in 2014. Mm-hmm. So it came right when everyone was getting all excited about data science and uh, it's still you know the the awesome thing about data science is that it's constantly there's constantly new things it's such a new field Mm -hmm. so there's just even personally like there's always new things for me to learn Learn, I find that so exciting and and same for me I think it's like learning as we go because it's constantly evolving like you mentioned and uh, no that's awesome and and I think what I like to say is again the automation is going to make the job very efficient at the same time augment another human's job and not take away from exactly. it um, which goes back to the fear about losing jobs right so what I like to say is that it's going to only augment your job to make sure you can focus your manual efforts on complex problems exactly. and what can be simple can be easily automated. take away the mm-hmm. tedious task right right that are repetitive and sometimes even boring 
Yeah. So we spoke about the evolution of data science. So talk to me a little bit about what are some of the trends you're seeing that you're excited about? I think that, so the cool thing about working on the training side is that I build a lot of the content. So we Mm -hmm. get to see the new trends and the exciting things that are happening. Mm -hmm. And I think the things that I'm most excited about are in the artificial intelligence Mm -hmm. part of the umbrella, which is deep learning and Mm -hmm. being able to do really complex analysis with uh, image recognition and uh, text. We do a lot of things with text and just being able to you know, before it was just being able to pull the data from like numbers and uh, just working in a very um, relational way. And now there's just you can work with such unstructured formats of data and uh, you know, like not specific to a problem that I'm currently working on, but just that there the world becomes so much bigger with uh, being able to actually use like being able to solve problems using data and sometimes you know you personally might not think that this is something approachable with data because I don't have like the tech I don't have what I would usually think about as uh, you know what I need to work with data like an excel sheet with numbers Mm -hmm. but there's so many different formats like if you have recordings clips anything sound uh, there's ways to manipulate that into a machine learning or predictive model so I think that's what's really cool the whole deep learning and Mm -hmm. that area do you have any examples that come to mind Uh, I don't have examples I can probably speak to just because they're proprietary to my clients Uh but I, um, I like for example some of the methods that are used are convolutional neural networks for image recognition and um, I think you know working with RNNs mm-hmm. recurrent neural networks for for uh, complex text problems mm-hmm. so, yeah so how are certain organizations approaching implementing AI solutions because I know we have spoken before the show how a lot of organizations think they need AI, but they really don't know some of the business use case or the problems they're trying to solve. So how would you approach if someone says, I want to learn more about it or I want to use an AI solution? I think that the way we approach it is that we say, great, okay, now can we find out a little bit more about A, what is your business, you know, understanding more about the whole landscape of the business, and then what is the problem that you're trying to solve? And then what what data do you have available? Like, what are the different sources that we can get data from? Do you even have uh, data that are, that is available that we can potentially use to solve these problems? Those are the most important questions. And then, once you have the data, um, what what steps do we have to take to get it in the right format to now build an artificial intelligence model using this data? And and what are some of the challenges you see that commonly occur? throughout this step-by-step process? I think some of the challenges are that, and we spoke about this before the show too, is that a lot of people just say like, I want to use these cool things. And then you say, for what? And they're like, I don't know, just can we use it? Mm -hmm. Um, And the problem is that I think instead of saying, I want to use these cool things, can you come with us with a problem? that your business problem that you're facing that you want to solve. Mm -hmm. And when there's a problem that has to be solved, I think it's a lot easier to approach, like how do we get the data around this problem? And then can we solve the problem using the data? Instead of saying, I just want to use this stuff, I don't know for what or why, I just Mm -hmm. have heard these uh, terms and I think it would be cool. Yeah, like machine learning, AI, et cetera. Yeah, I think I face similar conversations on a day-to-day basis. A lot of it is educating about what is machine learning, 
so that they know that the foundation of all this is data and yeah. without that you can't do much you can't build an actual ai solution um so you spoke about some of the deep neural networks but what are some of the other skills um people have to think about if they want to learn data science or transition their current career into data science some of the skills needed for data science are uh you have there's some math involved and there's programming involved so statistics programming and a business side to it as well so i think those you you see that uh venn diagram the intersection of the three uh, a lot when you're learning just about the conceptual idea of data science itself and i think that if people are interested in getting involved in data science those are three three areas that you'll definitely have to be proficient in and understand but you don't have to be like some kind of programming genius or someone who has a PhD in mathematics it's it's a little bit of all of them so uh i think that it sounds more intimidating than it is there's a lot of tools out there to learn what you need to know and because it's becoming it's such a popular field and it's growing so fast there's so many resources available and the two programming languages i spoke about r and python are both open source mm-hmm. which is great because then uh you can google pretty much anything and find resources on how to do a b and c um there's just so much help out there there's so much of a community formed around data science mm-hmm. so it's a lot less intimidating than a lot of people think uh when they hear the you know hear about it like mm-hmm. so technical and so mathematical and i know you um did an actual masters program at gw but um do you recommend people do the masters or uh or people can do any online course what advice do you have for folks thinking about switching their careers into data science i mean i think that uh i think that the master so since my experience is doing the masters and bring my career to where it is i think that it was very helpful and uh it definitely changed my career but i was also coming from such a different field mm-hmm. so i think that if you have a programming background already or a mathematical background there's definitely so many resources online uh or check with your company and see if there's any kind of like you know any kind of training that's offered um to to i think those would be those would be sufficient there's so much online there's so much that you can find through the community and through talking to people but if you don't have a background it might it is helpful to uh to you know really do a deep dive if you want to if you want to really change careers i think it is helpful to do some type of schooling or some type of a uh, longer more immersive course would you recommend the masters program because there was a lot of hands on There's a lot of hands-on, there was a lot of theori- theoretical and then also we finished out the master's doing a, a semester long business case with the actual company. Mm-hmm. Um and there's a lot of different uh there's a lot of courses that just kind of helped you understand what the whole, you know, the whole umbrella enveloped and then it kind of helped people focus on what they actually wanted to do. So I don't think I got the deep dive into uh machine learning from my masters program but I think I got the idea that I really wanted to go into that and I got a lot of the mathematical and conceptual um aspects of what I need to know now from that program as well it was is just a lot more intense and you know it's academic it's more uh it's educational so then you need the practice on the business side as well 
So combining what you learn theoretically and the master's program with the business cases yeah. as well as the projects you might have done. Really exactly. Helps. And it was really helpful that I was also working while I was doing my master's because I That's got to implement, mm-hmm. implement what I was learning at work. And I wasn't scared to, you know, I jumped into a data science career instead of communications at Booz Allen. And a lot of people were like, you're, you know, that's not going to, you're not going to be able to do that. And I did. And then I got to apply what I was learning in school on the job. And that was where I really, you know, that's where really things started to change. Because I think once you get the um, learning, you have to be, you can't be scared to try to implement a job. And I, I failed, you know, there was many times that it didn't work out, but um, that's part of growing and learning too is trying to do something and not succeeding the first time. I love that. I think that's a great segue to end this uh, show. But I think um, what's important is it's not enough if you're interested. You have to jump in it yeah. with all the courage you can muster and, and be prepared to uh, face failure initially. But I'm sure towards the end you're going to succeed like you have. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was scary. It was intimidating. I had a hard time at first. My master's, there's many times I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I don't think I'm going to be able to be in this. You know, I'm not going to be able to have a career in this. And um, and that's totally not true. And I just kept persevering and working hard. And uh, I have had a lot of success in my career as a data scientist. I um, get to go back to my master's program, actually, and we have some people working at our company now from there. So I've gotten been able to recruit alumni, and I've uh, worked at Booz Allen, and then I went to Discovery Communications and managed a team, and now I have uh, a pretty big team at an awesome startup, and uh, I think that I feel very comfortable saying I'm in the world of data science. So Wonderful. Thank you so much, Nisha, for your insights and... I hope we'll be in touch. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in to The Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time. I work hard.